You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. up everybody welcome back to another thursday episode of clapback culture i'm your girl jules jesse and i am so glad to be back last week you guys we weren't here because converge had a um like a celebration appreciation ceremony to honor all of our filmmakers and so it was really a great time to be in seattle and see my converge family you guys um so shout out to everybody trey holiday T-Dub, Gordon, and everybody who I saw out there, Big O, um, such a great time to be in Seattle. But of course, couldn't do this show without my partner. Let's go ahead and have Rado into the building. What's up, Rado? What's up, what it do? Listen, blessed and highly favored. Glad to be here. Uh, listen, it's it's almost Friday. Shout out to uh, our veterans. Uh, veterans Day. We're you know we're recognizing day tomorrow. Shout out to all of our uh, military who currently serving and formerly serve you guys. Thank you. We Shout still- out to y'all. Um, you know, and we honor you guys tomorrow. So what's up? What's what's your plans for this weekend? Um, you know me, I like eating. <laughs> <laughs> Any holiday, I always think about food, man. But I definitely miss the show. I definitely miss you this week. Um, big shout out to you being able to go out, um, you know, to Seattle and on that platform and just get honored. I mean, this it's just amazing. This is an amazing platform. I just appreciate you allowing me to come on, you know, on a real note because it's, you know, it's 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 bigger than just us, you know, the audience and the people that this show touch. It's just beautiful. So I'm glad Amari was able to really come on out. And just show some love to y'all, man. You know, yeah. I'll be out there soon. Amari, I'll be out there soon, man. Look out for your boy. <laughs> nah, exactly. I think this is, um, you know, it was, a, again, it was a great time. Such a good time to be mm-hmm. back in my hometown. But listen, you guys, we have a great show. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, small frog in my throat. We have a great show prepared for you tonight. Um Absolutely. One thing that I did not put on here, but I would be remiss if I did not mention, but you may have not um, heard about this, Rado, but did you know that the Republican um, nominees for president had a debate yesterday? No, I didn't. I totally missed it. I caught some of the recap last night or this morning, excuse me, with uh, like Ron DeSantis. I know he's running. Um mm-hmm. Christy, uh, what's his name? Chris Christie. Anyway, I'm going to go back and look at it. But basically, from what I heard from the commentators, that there is not any fierce competition to go against Donald Trump. So I am going to go back and watch it, you guys, to see what I think about that, to come back and give you um, my thoughts on the Republican Party. So that should be interesting. We'll, we'll talk about it next week because there, there's more. And Trump wasn't there, obviously, because he was in court. Uh, so we do know that. But that's a- always in court. Trump is always in court doing something he ain't supposed to be doing. It's crazy. <laughs> Listen, go ahead and have a sip to that. All right. Let's go ahead and jump on into it. Um, where should we begin? Uh, let's start with this. I have a clip that I'm going to go ahead and pull up. 
Uh, Central Park Karen. I don't know if you guys remember her. Central Park Karen. Central Park Karen. Her name is Amy Cooper. In the beginning of 2020, in like mid COVID, um, when you, you know, could only be outside with a mask, Uh there was the first Karen and she was the Karen um, who went viral uh, for that bird watching encounter and and threatening the, the black guy in the park. So I have a clip to remind you guys, but I bring it up because here we are three years later. And listen, child, Central Park Karen is tired of hiding. Um, she says she's been living in hiding for three years and she's just sick awesome. of it. <laughs> listen, but I want to remind you guys who this is. So let me go ahead and pull this up. She wants to time out, guys. She wants, she wants to be uncaring. She wants to be uncaring. Um, here's a clip to remind you guys who we're talking about. Let's take a look. Stop. Sir, I'm asking you to stop. Please don't come close to me. Sir, when this video of Amy Cooper calling 911 went viral in May. There is an African-American man. I am in Central Park. He is recording me threatening myself and my dog. It fueled already heightened racial tensions in the U.S. and would end with Cooper losing her job and facing charges herself. I'm being threatened by a man in the ramble. Please send the cops immediately. This morning, prosecutors say Cooper actually called 911 twice, the second time falsely claiming she was assaulted, a detail disclosed for the first time in a Manhattan courtroom Wednesday, where Cooper was formally charged with one misdemeanor count of falsely reporting an incident. You hear about birds. You see Christian Cooper, who recorded the video on his phone, says the confrontation began when he asked Miss Cooper to put a leash on her dog in a bird watching area of Central Park, where they are required. When she refused, Cooper said he started to record her. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Cooper describing the moment to NBC last spring. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Um, You know, and I thought, well, this is definitely an attempt at racial intimidation. And I can either capitulate to it and do what she says, or I can keep doing what I'm doing. Amy Cooper admitted there was no assault when police arrived on the scene, according to the prosecutor, who says she is now negotiating a plea deal. Cooper also issued an apology after the incident. I I sincerely and humbly apologize. Officials say her actions that day put Christian Cooper's safety at risk. In a statement, the district attorney said in part, fortunately, no one was injured or killed in the police response to Ms. Cooper's hope. All right. So y'all remember her. We remember. You remember her. She was like the first Karen. You also remember that her charges were dropped. The case was thrown out and dismissed because Miss Cooper completed five therapy sessions designed for introspection and progress. And they also talked about, uh, you know, race and different perspectives and things like that. Well, guess what, Rado? That part I didn't know. That part I didn't know, Jules. So all charges was dropped. They were a little class. Correct. Correct. Five sessions. So probably five hours worth of mental health. Okay. Um, The interesting thing about this is that she has come out to the media and she's almost retracting everything that she said. So in a statement, she said that she was what led her was the fear of her well-being. So she's out there with her dog. And she says, before recording me, Christian Cooper, who is the bird watcher, obviously Mm -hmm. Cooper and Cooper, no relation. Um, But she alleges that he yelled out, if you're going to do, if you're going to do what you want to do, I'm going to do what I want. 
but you're not gonna but Let you're not going to like it. How would you how would you feel if your significant other or your father or your uncle went through this? What is because so I just went through a training, a vigorous training, right? It was a two-day training, and what it did was it trained us to mediate conflicts with an unbiased, but it's also so what it says is that most people, 95% of people, go into situations with a unconscious bias. Now, what is, what is an unconscious bias, right? Because people know, but they just need to hear it. An unconscious, an unconscious bias is to actually go into a situation, um, picking a side, or just actually being triggered by different things, you know, um, in, in that conflict. So if you're mediating something and it's, and it's not... Um, in line with your morals and values on how you were raised, you might not feel a way, even if it doesn't show, right? So I just wanted to ask, with being through this class um, and actually getting this training because it was an eye-opener, how do you feel about that? How would you feel if your significant other was met by this current, right? And my biggest issue is that a lot, and it's mostly women, I would say on my part, a lot of women can make a lot of allegations to men, not just white women, but sexual assault, whatever it might be. And they will get us locked up. We, um, you know, we, we're in a we're in a time where allegations is more important than the truth. Um, so what happens is that these allegations stick and then once they stick and, you know, the world doesn't care about the truth. So I just want to get your experience as a, as a black woman. How? How would you feel if your significant other was encountered by this Karen? Uh, oh, this, I mean, I would feel threatened, immediately threatened. Um, and, and I think, you know, a part of what makes this story so egregious is that she's now coming out and she is continuing to play the victim. Mm. And so this entire thing about, um, you know, she took these counseling classes and, you know, she humbly apologized. She's reached out to Christian to have a one on one conversation, though, you know, obviously he hasn't responded to calls. Yeah. But she says that essentially that she would not have reacted any other way and that her mama bear instincts kicked in because of the dog. And, you know, she had heard stories of people poisoning dogs in the park and blah, blah, blah. Why, why was the dog wasn't on the leash? If, if she heard about stories of the dog getting poisoned. Well, and again, right, exactly. <laughs> I think I think what makes this story disheartening and and what and to answer your question, I would say this. As Cairo grows up into being a black man and being a man in general, it is very important that he puts himself in places, in spaces where he protects himself at all times. It's important to never put yourself in a situation where things can be misconstrued, whether that's with a young lady or any kind of like you, your, your safety is always the highest concern as a parent, right? As a wife, as a loved one, like safety, it's safety first. And so in this situation, you know, my first thing would to be to would be to like protect you. And I would say, listen, record it, bring your phone out, don't overreact, don't overly respond, right? Let law enforcement do what they gotta do, but get it on tape, right? Because that seems to be the only thing holding people accountable, you know, essentially, is that 
things are caught on camera, but you know, it's kind of like par for the course, right? Because her charges were dismissed. And here she is three years later saying, listen, listen, I, I already lost my job. She got her dog back and she's just tired of hiding. And she, you know, she wants, she wants to be back in the public eye. Listen, Amy Cooper, we totally forgot all about you, queen. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to identify Amy Cooper off the street. So you coming out into the blogs and trying to play victim over and over again. What it sounds like to me, Rado, is that her personal circle yep. still remembers this and Remember. they don't want to have the same association yep. because they don't want to be in line with that. So, no, Karen, you don't get to lie. You don't get to lie. You don't get to lie. And then all of a sudden people just... You are forgiven. Your your charges were dismissed. You did exactly what you needed to do. Now go ahead and quietly move on. Goodbye. You're that that's forgiveness. You can forgive and not forget. Period. Yep. 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 Um Wing says she knows that America and the police will most likely support her stupidity. And that's the reason why my reaction would be to react on his behalf, mostly because I'm tired of it for all black men. I agree with that. So one of the it, so one of the things that you said and you didn't even notice it, what triggered me, which you when you first um, introduced the story, and a lot of people don't understand this is the part when you said no one was hurt. That's probably going over your head right now. Um, In most instances like this, the only person that's hurt is the black man, right? Mm-hmm. White people don't have to worry about the police hurting them when they're called on the scene. But we can be called on the scene for anything, um, indecent exposure, drunk in public, um, any allegation, no matter what it is, if the police involved, it is a chance for us to die. And America needs to stop really understanding that that's our reality. It's not a joke. Uh, statistics have shown that over and over again, we have been killed for the smallest of instances, right? And that's a real thing. So I'm glad that the police said it, but it's so sad that people are not triggered or understand this thing, right? You call the police on the scene and we're dead. And it's crazy because- I mean, which is why her, which is why she described him as a black man threatening Mm -hmm. her and called back a second time, which we did not know, right? We didn't see that in the viral video, but it was exposed in the court that she called back again and said that he had assaulted her. Mm. So you're right. I mean, it's it's one of those situations that you continue to perpetuate that uh, stereotype that black men are a threat. And yep. that's why she did that. She used yep. that description to put that man in a casket. And she has to stand. She just has to stand 10 toes down with that. It is what she it is. To. She have to. All right. Let's move on that's to our next. Story, you guys. Um, this was crazy. I just actually saw this video two days ago. Couldn't believe that I saw it. But there is a man that imprisoned not once, not t- twice, but was imprisoned three times for kidnapping charges in a multiple day abduction of women in Akron. He just got caught kidnapping a girl. He was allegedly giving her a ride home. Sorry, y'all. We still live in the hood. That was some gunshots. <laughs> <laughs> I made sure that I got that. Okay. Still real life. Shout out to you. <laughs> okay. Um, 
listen, I have a clip. I'll play the clip. It's going to explain everything. But this is wild. This guy kidnapped this girl. She was found four days later in a semi-detached garage slash shed at an elderly couple's home. The family of the of the parents called 911 24 hours later. They knew the girl was there. They knew the guy was there, held up in the garage, saw the girl, and he waited to call. But let me play the video for you because listen, this is this is just it's wild. It's totally beyond me. Um all right, here we go. Police surround a shed with guns drawn. They take into custody a scary-looking dude with facial tattoos. Then cops enter the shed. They are looking for someone. Is there somebody up there in the loft? It's an unforgettable sight. A ghostly figure slowly makes her way down a ladder. That's not makeup she's wearing. She's got two black eyes. Police say 23-year-old Chloe Jones was beaten with a baseball bat and held in the shed for four days before she was rescued. Chloe says she wants her face shown as a warning for other women. She says the accused kidnapper, 33-year-old William Mazengo, offered her a ride home in Kenmore, Ohio. She made the mistake of accepting and ended up in the shed where she was beaten. It turns out Chloe Jones wasn't his first kidnapping victim. He was convicted of kidnapping another woman in Ohio in 2017, but was released after serving only 18 months in prison. So now that victim, Mackenzie Mastin, is speaking out. And the police were able to come in and swarm him. And he, the whole time during when he was uh, getting in the cop car and everything else, he was screaming that he was gonna finish what he started. When you saw her black eyes, did you have those same black eyes? Yes, it was It was one of the most scariest experiences of my life. I just can't believe that law enforcement and the court system is allowing him to keep reoffending. God bless that young woman because I just cannot imagine like... I'm shocked that this stuff is still happening. Like. <laughs> out of control man locked her up in the garage like what are you talking about and like a makeshift kind of garage at that so and let me correct myself i said 24 hours but uh the guy william mazingo and the woman were found by a man who lives at the residence um i apparently they were up late um and he went to go in he was he was working on installing a um uh, a wash machine. And so he went into the garage, his father's garage to get some tools when he heard some noise. And so if you notice in the video, she was being held in like a makeshift loft. And he yeah. was like, he could hear somebody say, bro, bro. And he was like, who is that? And he recognized the voice. So he knew it was William. And he mm. was like, William, what are you doing in here? Uh, William you know, and him had an exchange of words, not anything too crazy. They had already kind of like parted ways with this individual a long time ago, but he got a look at the girl and he climbed up there. The girl said, can I come down yet? He saw the girl, she was bruised, black eyes, swollen eyes, um, swollen face. And he waited nine hours to call police. And here's why. And, I, and this is really what I kind of want to talk about. In addition to the fact that this is not the first time this man has kidnapped somebody and served 18 months. That's but crazy. what do you do? So for me, right, 
It's well, hold on. Let me give you the last last piece. Wife and children were in the house. And so what he didn't want to do was spook the guy and then, you know, and have all these police. So he wanted to get his kids and his wife kind of like away to safety before he called the police. I am the safety. <laughs> I am the safety. So, I mean, it's, it's just another thing to be triggered by. You know, I think about my family. I think about, um, you know, I am extreme protector. Um, I always pray every night and I don't tell a lot of people this, but I pray just so that I'm not put in a place where I, where I got to represent, <laughs> you know, because um, it's without question. And I'm going to take all the consequences needed. If you hurt any, any person in my family, especially a woman, um, I love my wife. I love my children. God knows my sisters and brothers. It's just, we, we have to stop. Like why? And 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 I and I I'll never get it. I'll never get why these and they isolated. They're different kind of situations, but it is just sad to see that this is movie stuff. You yeah. know, this is stuff that they make movies from. You know, and it's just crazy because this would be another movie. How do you go? F- How do you only get charged eighteen months for kidnapping? Crazy, assaulting. And then the girl escaped, which is which is how she got out of there. Mm-hmm. Not one, but two girls before this. You only get eighteen months in prison, and then you do it again. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, another thing too is, ladies, be vigilant. And I would say, everyone, you know, hitchhiking, taking rides from strangers, leaving with people that you don't know. Let's go ahead and put that behind us. That is not something you do. Keep a little money in your Uber account. I tell all my mentees all the time, if you need a ride and you don't got no money on your Uber or your Lyft, let me call one for you. Um, But I just think it's just so critical that if you are moving around in community, the inner city, the suburb, whatever, it is just highly important that you have access to a ride share because there's no way. Like in this day and age, it's not necessary for you to have to hitchhike, right? There's just... No point. Something it's like not, this. This, this girl is all this standing here. That's gone. Yeah, Call you don't know. need it. You don't need it. So get those rideshare accounts in good standing. Get you a secured credit card or something in case of emergency. Like you know how much you hear me on the phone with them. Like I'd be like, you you, you cannot not have an Uber app. You yeah. can't move around without a Lyft app. Like those days are over. You must have those in good standing to just. Be an adult. You have to have those things. Keep yourself safe. Stay vigilant. Um, I'm going to follow up on this story. I want to see how much time this guy is actually going to get. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. We are at 25 past the hour. Um, Real quick. There was a story that I did. I didn't make an overlay for this, you guys, but I do want to mention it. Um, there is the stunt man. I don't know if you guys heard about this. So tragic. Uh, Taraja Ram- uh, Ramses. Uh, he was a stunt man on uh, Black Panther, and he was in a fatal car accident with his three wow. children um, on the evening of Halloween on October first. He was at a Halloween event with his kids, and there was a trailer. 
on the side that he crashed into. And unfortunately him, his 13 year old daughter and his newborn did not make it. You guys, that is just, it's devastating news. Um, the baby was only eight weeks old. I mean, what a horrific traffic accident. This crushed me when I seen this. This is unreal, right? Yeah. I think at this point in my life, I live life different with a different kind of appreciation with the work that I do in the community. Um, so what, what you guys don't, under, well, a lot of you guys don't understand, you know, the work that I do is in Washington, D.C. I am basically a violence interrupter. So what I do is I interrupt violence or I squash beefs in the neighborhoods. Well, part of that job is seeing a lot of death, a lot of trauma, a lot of shooting, a lot of things that I, I almost want to say would desensitize a person, but I'm kind of like the opposite, right? So I live life every day in a constant appreciation because let alone do I see it firsthand, I also see the stories. I'm also seeing the blogs. I'm also seeing the news. Life is too precious, man. Life is too mm -hmm. precious. And one of the things that I think as human beings, and I kind of notice Jews, people don't like to talk about death because everyone's scared to die. So everyone kind of like sweeping under the rug, but it's only one thing that's guaranteed in this life. And that's death. Yeah. I just don't want to die soon. Like I'm really pushing for that 105. You know, a lot of people be like, oh, that's just too. No, it's not. I want to be 105. <laughs> yeah, this is this is so tragic. I mean, I just yeah, cannot yeah. imagine. Um yeah. It is. There's the just mom, the wife. Imagine the wife. What is she? and their ten year old son is um on life support. So this is I mean Oh hold on, time out. They had five children. I believe it was five children. I think three, three were in the car. At home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so one is one is still on life support? Yes. According to the article. So let's keep that family in our prayers. Send them some well wishes, you guys. They're absolutely going to need that. Um, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about Kiki. Kiki Palmer, she filed for custody for her son. Kiki, stop what you're doing, Kiki. For custody drama. Stay tuned. You're watching. Hello, it's Marcus Trufant here, and for the month of October, Burgermaster and the Trufant Family Foundation are coming together. The Trufant Jalapeno Burger is great. It's going down, and a portion of each burger sold is going right back to the community. Ah. Go hog! <laughs> Let's make it happen. Tobacco thinks they know everything. They think they know you, your community, the places you go, and the way that you spend your time. They think they got you all figured out, down to a formula, a calculation based off of numbers of what they think they know. Show them they're wrong. Learn more at they think they know you org. Welcome back to Clapback Culture. I'm your girl, Jules Jesse. And I'm wide old. 
email with the Gmail. So listen, uh, Rado, email with the Gmail. Your girl, Kiki Palmer, is coming through. File in for full custody of that beautiful eight-month-old baby. Uh, Amid that drama with her baby daddy, Darius Jackson. Okay, so listen, this is no surprise to anybody. Uh, We knew that it was turbulent times following that Usher concert, honey, when the man had to go ahead and delete his Twitter because Twitter was coming for him. He, you know, wanted to correct Kiki for her outfit. She had them cheeks out. Um, She was throwing it back on Usher. She was just doing a lot, honey. And guess what? She's just doing a little bit more. So neither one of them have released a statement. Uh, But the court documents have come out and Kiki is absolutely taking legal action for custody of her baby son. Uh, Listen, Kiki's saying, listen, I'm going to pay for um, uh, for the birth, uh, the reasonable expenses of pregnancy and birth. Uh, She also noted in the legal papers that the court may make orders for child support and issue an earnings assignment without further notice to either party. So. We know. There, I guess this is confirmation that they broke up. Not um, really. So, so two things, right? The first thing is, Kiki, I'm so disappointed. I'm tired of you. All of this over your man telling you to put some damn clothes on. This is why so many single women out here because women can do not know how to hear. Listen to me, women. You guys do not know how to hear the voice of a man. Your man is telling you that he's upset about you showing your goods to another man. And this is how it turns out. So shame on her for that, right? But so it's two things about this. I did jump off the ledge first juice and I was like, oh no, oh no, she's being petty. But one of the things that I've learned is that it says that she can also be taken full custody so that in the event that they do break up, the baby father can get spousal support or child support from her. So that's a cool angle. So basically what they're saying is that if nobody had custody, the baby father could could file custody and get an allowance, obviously, and kind of get money from her, 20000 from her a month. So I think that's one of the reasons why she went ahead and filed. Needless, needless to say, it's just messy because he doesn't give that. But at the same time, you just never know. You know, just like a woman scoring, a man can be scoring, too. But I'm just disappointed with the culture. You know, I do. I have to say this. Kiki is the culture. She's a part of the culture. She is a front runner for somebody that we claim. You know, on Dave Chappelle, when he was like, when they had that that draft with the whole races and stuff, and it was like, whites, no, we don't want you. We're we're blacks. We're going to take Kiki no matter what. But Kiki, at the end of the day, you, your argument or the reason why you left doesn't hold any water. You were wrong. I don't care anything about what people are going to say is her body. No. When you get into a relationship, it is an agreement for you to be respectful to each party. And it doesn't matter what that means, but in a relationship, you owe your partner that kind of respect no matter what. Yeah. It is no way that you can feel you're in the right, no matter if you're an actor, no matter what you are, for being out here dressing provocative and dancing on another man. Yeah. I don't know what you have to say. And at the it, end of the day, I, that's, I, I agree. that's why you guys split. And now that's why you guys are going through 
this whole court process. So I hate it. You know, I, I really do hate it because before all of this, they were such a good couple. Um, somebody that supported her. We have a great story when you seen her in the mall, seeing him. You know, it was just a lot of different things, man. I just, I just really hate that because, you know, now we're sitting here with a with a family that's split. Um, you brought the court system into your business. They're never leaving once you bring them into your business. Mm -hmm. And now we have another uh, broken family. And this could have been a, a different kind of situation. Fill us in, Jules. I agree. I, you know, I agree that um, I think Kiki jumped off the deep end. You know, she had this baby and she blew up. Right. And I think she may have allowed um, that buzz you know, to get her a little bit too hype. And I think she kind of forgot where she was. Uh, you know, it's also really important women that when you are in a relationship with a man that you care about, that you respect, it's not about control, right? Like if they had, there are couples like Sierra and Russell Wilson and Russell reinforces, um, you know, Sierra to be overly sexualized and wear whatever she wants. Darius has clearly said, like, I ain't with that. You know what I'm saying? He He's not in agreement with this. Um, I would also like to give you uh, some more tea that Darius was on Twitter. And, you know, he had a couple little cryptic tweets, basically just talking about being like heartbroken. And, you know, how come nobody's worried about how he feels in this situation? Um I also think there is a, a power dynamic, right? Yeah, Kiki absolutely. is extremely successful. Mm -hmm. um, she's even more polarized post-baby because she has this gorgeous postpartum body. And she's embracing that. And she's also embracing the fandom that kind of came with it. And I think he got lost in transition of that, right? And so for whatever reason they broke up, we do know that he absolutely was not in support of um, the way that she behaved at the Usher concert. And in addition to the outfit, right? It was, cause it was so much bigger than the outfit. It was the outfit, but it was also her behavior in the outfit. And then Kiki just doubled down and jumped in the video with Usher. She's in his new boyfriend video. Child, listen, Kiki's out here living her best life. Um, I'm sad for her. It's a, it's a, it's a lonely place at home, uh, ladies, when you do this. At the end of the day, it's only but so much comfort that your fans can give you. You know, I, you love, I love this comment right here by Scott. Shout out to Scott. Thanks for tuning in, Scott. What's uh, up, Scott? Some marriages don't get that we are a team. Whatever you do is on us. Don't do nothing to disrespect the team. This is real. Like when you're a unit, people see you and move as a unit. But I think Kiki never moved as a unit with Darius. No, like she had no. a baby with him, but she never moved in in unison with him. They were never a team. Like Rihanna and ASAP Rocky are a team. Sierra yeah. and Russell Wilson, they're a team. Like there are couples that are out here as a team. And we're gonna get on Jeezy and Jeannie Mai, honey, because they were supposed to be a team. But and I, I love that relationship. I can't wait to talk about that because I did get a chance to listen to the full interview, but we'll get back to that. Back to this T here. The dynamic, and I did, and you know what's so crazy? I'm sorry. What what is what is her what is his name? You remember what his name Darius. is? Who? Um, what? Kiki Palmer's baby father? Yes. Darius Jackson. Okay, so Darius Jackson, right? At first glance, 
I thought he was a Russell Wilson. I thought he was someone who, um, you know, was was kind of like that laid back kind of guy that you could run over. Um, but he's not. He's very much so a man. Um, someone that wants to lead a household. And I feel that Kiki is in a place with her fandom as where she can't be submissive. And it shows because I would be pissed mm-hmm. if my significant other went out and was dancing on Usher. One, women, you have to start understanding this. And I'm talking to everybody because I want you guys to learn something. And you need to learn it right now. When we choose a woman, okay, not side women, not thotties, not women that we're just sexually involved with. When we claim someone in public, that person is someone that we're invested in. That's that's someone that's that we have a soul tied to. That's someone that we would die for. When you go out and parade yourself to another man, I don't care how thorough your guy is, how much he don't show emotion, how much he act like he's nonchalant, you crushing him inside. Mm-hmm. Because at some point, and I hate to use this word property, but that's how we look at our women, right? And it should be a pride in that because I, I, I can understand how that feels and people are going to eat me up when they say, I'm no one's property. But guess what? You are. Because you want us to die for you. You want us to protect you. You want us to be there to do all these manly things, right? So guess what? We expect you to act accordingly, right? Um, as men, we're naturally conquerors. So when we conquer a woman, it doesn't mean that you need to lay down and not be yourself or, 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 or that you can't evolve. But you can't do anything to even even insist that another man can have you. Insinuate, it's, yeah, exactly. It's just not a good feeling. It's and, not, and, and the same goes the opposite direction, right? Like you would, in a relationship, you require that your partner not put themselves out there to look like they're an opportunity. Here's the thing, you can go out and, and you want your spouse to go out looking like a snack. You can look like a snack. Mm, but Ain't just let me now, can I say this, though, to you, Jews? Now, let's imagine that Darius was out here being like the other guys. G Herbo. <laughs> Future. <laughs> that man at home taking care of the baby, being a good husband, being faithful. Not being out here in the blogs, touching other butts and doing stuff, but it's you. So it's yeah. just, y'all, y'all got to figure it out, man. I, I really think if they invest the right way into themselves. I think they got something good. Yeah. I think they have something good. It's um, over. It, let me tell you something. Darius absolutely should go ahead and move on, in my opinion, because Kiki is, she has already shown that she is not prepared to be in a relationship. Lord, Lord, Lord is available, Darius. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Darius, yeah. don't do yeah. it. We don't got no clip for that, do we? We don't. Okay, I want to end. I want to end this on this topic on this note and just say this, you guys. Okay. Partnership, 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 partnership. When you get into a relationship, you are in in agreement. There are there is the written or unwritten, right? Either you got a prenup or you just yes. whatever those rules are within your relationship, abide by them. The moment that you jump out here. 
and you allow other people into your relationship to say, girl, he, he don't want you wearing that dress. You look so good. Da, 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 da. He don't want you doing. And then listen, whatever you agree to with your partner, when you want to change those rules, you need to go back to your partner and say, hey, listen, I want to renegotiate this deal. Mm-hmm. I want it. How do you feel about this? I mean, I, how love, I love that, Jules. I love okay. that. Get. Oh, my goodness. You, you're saying things that's that's. No one's going to catch that. What you just said was you felt differently about the agreement, but you went back to your partner to renegotiate the agreement. That means everything to a man because we don't love like women love. We love with respect. You love with your heart. We love with respect. That's our love language. All men. I don't care what you say. Mm -hmm. For you to come back and say that and be able to come back and give us that chance to say, Let's renegotiate that thing or know that's what it is. Right. That shows the utmost respect and we'll love you even more. Girl, you better, Juju, you better stop breaching tonight, girl. You better stop that. You better stop that. I'm loving the head too. <laughs> Let me tell you how to keep your man, ladies. Period. Keep your man one on one. Let's get it though. What we next? What's the next topic? We gonna roll right into this Jeezy story. I, oh, I wanted to show you. We don't have much time. It depends no on how long you want to talk about Jeezy. How long you want to talk about Jeezy? I want to talk about Lori Harvey. Do we have time for that? We're not talking about Lori. I'm not giving you that chance. You about to get a Sorry. new boo. We're not I, doing that. I want to put a lotto. I want to really just talk about who's her next victim. Who no. do you think her next victim is? That's. I just. Can we just spend thirty seconds on saying who she about to get? Nope. Is it going to be a ball player, actor, football player, um, some kind of business? Elon Musk. Shit, is she about to get Elon Musk? <laughs> Lori Harvey to the moon? I'm telling you. Mm. Girl, you know that video came out with Hunter Biden <laughs> with the black girl? <laughs> Hunter Biden was up there. Yeah. That girl, wasn't he? Listen, I want to talk about money real quick and we don't know. We're going to move into Jeezy. We're going to move into Jeezy. Uh, Jeezy went ahead and sat down with Nia Long, the queen baby yes. of the yes. 90s. Um, they had a lot to discuss. They talked about love. They talked about childhood traumas. They talked mm-hmm. about, um, you know, it was a good hour session. Shout out to Nia Long. I don't know yes. whose interview it was because they, it really was just like a fluid conversation. Yes. For Jeezy to be somebody who is so private, mm-hmm. I'm like surprised that he sat down to even do an interview. Uh, but I feel like Nia Long was such a great choice because he was. He was they're both going through similar situations. They're both divorcees. Um, and I think they could really identify. A lot of people were saying that he was shooting his shot at Nia Long. I didn't no, really, I, I didn't, didn't get that, that sense at all. I think that was people who weren't, um, who really didn't watch the entire session. It was a very respectful, very, very, very healthy conversation. He has some huge mommy issues that he has worked through. Uh, But I do have a clip. It's just an audio clip from The Breakfast Club, you guys, I want to share with you um, because he's talking about the divorce. So let's take a listen and we'll come back and we'll talk about it. What happens when a man gets to the point where they're just like, okay, I'm filing for divorce? Integrity. Intact. I, I could never say anything that would 
Just not honor somebody. That, Absolutely. But I can tell you that this has not been a easy journey. I can tell you that I'm saddened. I can mm-hmm. tell you that I'm disappointed. I can tell you that I'm uneasy. But again, God has put me in a different path. And that path is going to entail for me to take care of myself, you know, and I can only do what I can do. Right. And right I can't then. expect someone else to do what I'm doing. But did you go to therapy with her? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Right. So you actually addressed it, right. tried to work through it, mm-hmm. tried to do the work, mm-hmm. and it just was like not happening. Well, then you tried. Okay, you guys, listen, that's just one clip. Please make sure you guys go and look at the video. It's on Jeezy's YouTube. Love, love, love this conversation because I just love Jeezy. He's just a real one. Like Jeezy's such a real one. He did not expose the dirty details as, uh, as to why him and Jeannie Mai did not work out. He was quite the gentleman, but he did share that, listen, this is not easy for me. Uh, we did try to go to counseling and, you know, it's just ir- irreconcilable. But I'm going to be honest, based on the interview and some of the things that he kind of led on to, I honestly, truly feel that there was a cultural competency issue. Jeannie Mai is Vietnamese. She moved in her mother and her um, her brother into the home. Her mother oh. had a lot. Yeah, her mother had a lot to do. Um, but Jeannie Mai, Mama Mai has always been a big part in Jeannie's life. And so, and a lot of Asian cultures, they come from a collective culture. So having a lot of people in the house is not, is not foreign to them, right? Like- It's not foreign to the black family though that's trying to leave. Exactly. And that's why I'm saying, I think there may have been some cultural differences. I love that this. Have taken- yeah, take take the wheel loose. I want to hear this. Go ahead. I, I, I'm, I'm eager to hear your perspective because I didn't think about this part at all. If Jeezy, Jeezy being, Jeezy talks a lot about how his mother was not a good mother to him and that he was pushed into a lifestyle that he had no choice of doing. He talks about um, being sexually molested by a, um, a, a female babysitter. He talks about different childhood traumas with different shootings and things like that. And he really was forced to go into the streets to survive. He only just forgave his mother at her gravesite after she passed during COVID. And so fun. he really had a desire to be in um, a healthy family unit because Jeannie is coming from a different culture. I don't think that there, and again, this is just my theory, you guys, but I feel like there may not have been enough opportunity for Jeezy to lead his household and run his household in the way that he wanted it to be ran. And I think there was just a clash. I think the two of them absolutely still love each other and have love for each other and wanted things to work. But I think that their cultures ultimately did not blend well with each other. And I think he's going to find more success in a woman who can allow him to lead the house. I agree. Oh man. It's, it's so many aspects to this, right? So this interview for one, I feel, so people really don't understand that this is the first time we're hearing from me alone. Right? So we never got a chance. So, so to back up a little bit, there was a huge breakup. Neil Long was engaged to the coach of the Boston Celtics, right? Mm-hmm. And they had a tumultuous. And they had a terrible breakup. breakup. Due to him 
sleeping with the owner's wife or girlfriend or whatever the case may be. But she had never came out, right? And then you have this big scandal with Jeezy filing for divorce and us not understanding where it comes from because it's rare for the male to usually file for a divorce. Mm -hmm. In 75% of the instances, usually the woman files for divorce. So now we have been basically salvily <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on with Jeezy. We kind of forgot about Nia Long, but we're still interested in Nia Long. Oh, yeah. And, and I say this because we have never heard from Nia Long ever, guys. Not, not like this. Scandal. Yeah. For her scandal, we have never heard Nia Long speak as a regular person. We've known her from her countless roles, from her countless um, different personalities, and we love Nia Long. But we have never just heard Nia Long. We finally get a chance to hear Nia Long, and she is... <laughs> She is a black woman to the core. Mm -hmm. um, she's from Crenshaw. I've learned so much about her in this interview. She's from Crenshaw. She talked about how she only how she only dated drug dealers um, because that's all that she had in her neighborhood. I think people are saying that there was flirting because she she kept referencing that Jeezy was the kind of guy that she dated in the past mm -hmm. and that we can really relate to him due to the fact that she was so used to his personality. They, they're from the same culture. They had such a natural chemistry. I think maybe yeah. people were picking up on that. They had a very healthy conversation. It was like they both was in the bed or something. It was it was phenomenal how yeah. much and, and here and here's my kind of like my gripe at the blogs because the blogs picked up the the clip where Jeezy was like, it's fascinating to me that uh, that men cheat, yeah. you know, for whatever reason. And there was so much more to that conversation than that little one minute clip of him saying that, because I don't really think he's saying I'm totally fascinated by that. Mm -hmm. What he was kind of alluding to is like the type of man that I am and the and the things that I've gone through. I'm never going to put he I'm never going to put myself in a trick bag like that. Absolutely. And that's what he was saying. He's like real men don't put themselves in trick bags like Never real are. men who are ready to not not boys men mm. who are ready and prepared to take care of their families don't cheat that's what he was saying um yeah. and I, I just think they had such a healthy dialogue Nia Long did talk a little bit about um how important it is for women black women to be able to step in and live in their feminine energy yeah. listen ladies there is a place for us as black women to just thrive and live in our softness and not have to always be so strong. And yes. she talked about raising her sons, um, you know, and having to kind of bring them through that. But she really just talks about like, you know, she's she's surviving this. There's days where she feels excellent. And then there's days where she's just like, why does this have to be so hard? Um, yes. And I and I love that she was so candid and honest about that. I think that two of them just had such a great. It's a good, very, very healthy, uh, you know, healed conversation. You know, you know why though? Because they're both so real, so they trust the realness. Yeah. What was a vulner? So when two people are real, there's a vulnerability because you don't have nothing to prove to each other. Yeah. 
right? It's like they both got money. They both been movie stars. They both have been at the top of their careers at some point. And now we just sit down and just talk about the simple things. Yeah. They are older with kids, responsibilities. Um, one of the biggest parts of the interview that really touched me was when Jeezy talked about Louis Farrakhan calling him. Mm-hmm. And he said, Farrakhan called him and said, the enemy is coming. Mm-hmm. And Jeezy was like, I can't. He was you. like, no, nah, I love my enemies, you know. Yeah. In the hood, right? He, he was like, yeah. It, it was it was very traumatic because Jeezy also spoke and said that he got dressed every day fresh because he didn't know when he was going to die. And he wanted to be dressed fresh in the event that he got killed. Uh, he wouldn't have on dirty drawers, dirty socks or dirty clothes. And that hit him so different because he said that spiraled his life in a different way. But let's get back to the Louis Farrakhan part of it. He basically said that Louis Farrakhan was reaching out to him because he switched it up. No longer was he talking about drug dealing, killing, and that shit. He had switched up the music and was talking about more progressive and more positive things. And And how he filled up talking about entrepreneurship. Yeah. And he said that it was identical to NWA when they got arrested. He said... He went back to he he was in the back um 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 backstage about to perform and there was over 70 police officers there to lock him up. And he said that's what things changed for him because through his incarceration, which was very brief, he's seen a lot of people really didn't care. It was just such a really, really good interview. Um he's dear long, she was good. She came out. She did not allow him to duck um, allegations about his wife. And he was very, like you said, Jules, he was he um, he protected her and was like, look, I'm not going to say anything bad. I just know that I'm disappointed. I went to uh, counseling. I tried to do everything in my power to get us to a place, but it just wasn't what I needed, right? You know what I thought you would have loved about this interview? And this is, I didn't think you were going to go that way. You you talk about this all the time about like at this season of your life, you are no longer going to allow anybody to decide. That's where I thought you were going. I was getting there. Trust me. Listen, we at the end of the time, so you better get to it. I honestly, so one thing that you guys may not know about Rado, and I'll just sum it up real quick, is that he always talks about in this chapter of his life. And when I heard Jeezy say it, I was like, oh, my God, that's Rado. I am no longer going going to allow anything or anyone stop me from doing and living my life the way that I want to live. I'm too old for that. And I've already spent enough time wasting on trying to be everything for everyone. And I, and he just, and Jeezy was talking about, you know, how he's choosing to reclaim that power, that self-power. And so, you know, he, he talks about like, listen, my relationship with Jeannie, you know, I leave it with a heavy heart and I cherish those times. But for me, I'm 46 years old. I ain't doing that. I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to change yeah. all these things for anybody anymore. Ah, it's funny because it's, it's crazy how you can come out with your stance and be so refreshing. I did not think about cultural competency. 
I didn't think that that was a thing, but now I'm like, I, I side with you so much because I really can't see anything other than that. Mm-hmm. Her, her bringing her family in, her being stern on what she believes in. Um, There was an instance where Jeezy was like, do not have my child going to a different daycare outside of the home. It was different things because she can't understand how he's been shot at, how he was almost killed, how he grew up in the hood. How he was molested. Like there's so so many things that he brings to the table and he's, he has a desire to protect. He has an obligation to protect. Yeah. And when you marry someone, and again, there is an agreement between partnership to say, these are, these are my, these are my must haves. Um, these are the things I'll bargain on. And these are my, these are my deal breakers. And I think they just reached a point where they could not reconcile. I mean, Jeannie Mai is a great woman. Um, and I love her on, you know, on her commentary. I think she has a lot of great things that she brings, great qualities that she could bring to a relationship. I can't see her being with a dominant black man like Jeezy. I can't. I can't, but it's so much I want to say, but we are out of time. time. I'll catch y'all next week. We're going to talk about this. We're definitely going to talk about Lord Harvey going to the next man. No, we're not. We'll see what's going on, but when you are not hit Jews, where can they find you? Listen, you guys, you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Treasure of J-U-L-E-S. You know what it is. I want to say thank you to everyone who wished me um, so much birthday love. You guys know words of affirmation is my true love language. So thank you for pulling up, saying happy birthday. Um, Make sure you guys pull up, follow me. Let me know what you want to talk about next week. And as you know, you can find me on every platform at Rado007. That's R-O-D-D-O-E-007. Also, you can catch me at Gmail. <laughs> Listen, love y'all, man. We love you guys next week. Until then, stay peaceful. Peace. Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.